in the like middle ages you might be like oh life's not so bad at least i'm not a surf king's all right you are now listening to good bad or bullshit it is time for the podcast you have all been waiting for and by all i mean those who chose to subscribe and or download this podcast i am talking of course about the good bad or bullshit podcast where uh three young gentlemen get together to discuss and review a random topic every week i am one of said gentlemen my name is crofton steers and with me are our two uh, co-panelists um i'm talking of course my good friends bo schwartz bo how you doing hello crofton hello gbb listeners and of course, Michael Hodgins as well. He is here. Michael, how you doing? Good day. You know, I don't know that we can be uh, considered young anymore because I'm 35. I remember when I was a kid, there was a show called 30-something. You guys remember that show? I remember uh, no. <laughs> knowing I remember, of it. I remember my it. my mom watching it, and I remember thinking, it's a show about old people. Uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> us now. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're still in that prime advertiser-friendly demographic. Well, yeah, but we're not, you know, young is like 19 to like, yeah, I don't know, 32. We're over Look, the – all I'm, downhill. I'm pretty sure there's some listeners out there that are going to be really insulted by the If you're already characterizing the 30s as old or well, I, I not said, I young, not, then not I mean – old, but yeah, not young, not young. I don't well, know, man. I, we're probably Middle starting age, a, man. We're probably starting that 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 transition, you know, like so I feel it sometimes where I feel like do the lines on my face betray my identity to people in their 20s and thus they look at me as some sort of foreigner. You know my, what I mean? My agent says I can play anywhere between high school and senior year of college. So in your face. I like how it's not older than that. Your agent. I, well, <laughs> recently, I can't grow facial hair. You were talking about what lines on your face. Like I had a, a like a, a rough day recently with with uh, my little son Ivan, who was being a pain in the butt. And I remember at the end of the day feeling really tired, looking in the mirror, and my eyes looked all like droopy and lined. And I was just like, God, I'm old. He's aging me even more than <laughs> is happening naturally. Uh, that's right. Children will for sure age you. And my t- child is giving me smile lines. Smile. Well, you have. I have the other kind of child, the one that gives you frown and anxiety lines. <laughs> it's, a, it's funny that they you come guys, in all kinds, babies. It's funny that you guys look at your face and get depressed about it because lately, for me, it's I've been looking at my feet. Like my feet. <laughs> <laughs> like I look at my feet. I'm like, fuck. They kind of look crusty. Like, like you can you know, see like, your feet. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Of course I can see my feet. I'm not a fucking Stay puff Marshmallow Man, you a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, All right. anyways, when I'm looking at my feet, I'm like, man, they're kind of dry and like, look at, look yeah, at the oldness of it. Once you once you live to be this age, everyone's feet are kind of gross because you went to a, you've been to a public shower before, so you've, everyone everyone has like foot fungus and I've stuff. Got pub, it's like yeah. you can't beat it. Okay, well, guys, I'm going to draw the line at the foot <laughs> fungus here. I need a pedicure. Uh, yeah, we we pretty much lost any new listeners that we may have had this episode. Yeah. So what the hell let's is the show about anyway. Let's let's just. <laughs> Let's just get Mike to uh, yank out the old machine, give her a crank, and we'll get a topic going because uh, foot fungus aside, 
I think I'm sufficient to <laughs> Maybe that's why you're looking old. Topic today is hunting. I I have a a confession, and this doesn't have to do with the topic of hunting. I've been trying to work on my reactions to when Mike announces a topic. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. Because whenever Mike announces a topic, he's always the announcer, and we are the reactors, if you will. Uh, And uh, it it it's. Seems like I say the same thing every time where I'm like, huh, oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh. You, you know, so I was like, this time I'm, I'm not going to say anything and see what Bo does. And of course, Bo made a sound effect. Yeah, he, he, he made a sound effect which described hunting, at least rifle hunting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but you know, we often associate hunting with, with a few things, right? So um, like uh, camo gear. Uh, being in the, <laughs> being in the woods with a gun, you know, and and also this one follows on our beer episode, which is also something at least according to you, Bo, and uh, beer is heavily associated with hunting. I think beer is very heavily associated hunting, and I think it's associated with a type of male identity. You know, because the era of foraging for food, at least in North America, is like over for the vast majority of people. Like, it's mainly for pleasure to go hunting. There's there's actually no necessity that in order to survive, you have to, you know, go hunt for your food. It's definitely a leisure activity that's steeped in a tradition of, you know, when hunting actually was relevant. Like, in order to secure food, hunting might be something you actually do. But um, now hunting is relegated to specific seasons of the year. There's no industry. There's no food industry, I believe, based on hunting. Like, it's all from farming. Like, I don't think yeah. you, you can go to, to a butcher and say, like, this was hunted fresh. Yeah, I don't think you can. Yeah, like, as, as an official business. Now, you can partake in, in hunting and, and, and shoot something and, and make, you know, you can take it to a butcher, the thing that you killed, and consume that but that's an activity that you do on your own or someone in your family has hunted something and you've you know i occasionally when my dad's shot stuff going hunting uh, i've occasionally had some of that meat in, in my home as a you know i, I know two- oh sorry mike uh you want to go yeah well i recently have had to so so i've i've as uh, some of our listeners may know and you guys may know or you guys do know i recently drove across the country and um uh, on on the way, stay with a few people that that uh, are kind of like in Andrea's sort of um, kind of like family friends and stuff like that. I was driving with her brother, and they're pretty much both of them like like hunting, and it was so it's a bit new to me. I'm not that exposed to hunting, but one of the guys, he's a really nice guy, and he's just like, oh, we shot a moose uh, this year, and, and and he showed me. He's like, we had to buy a new freezer to put all the <laughs> moose parts yep, in. Yep. Freezer's pretty important. Yeah, and then and then he gave us as a parting gift. He gave this was in Sault Ste. Marie. They live there, and he gave us some moose pepperettes he had made. For so I guess you you shoot the beast and then you take it to the butcher and then they do everything up for you. So you had pepperettes, like moose pepperettes, and I was like, oh okay, this is kind of cool. And then some people in Saskatchewan, um, 
they were like, oh yeah, hunting. The guy was like, my son loves going hunting and we go hunting every year. And I was like, huh, this is like, it's people really like hunting. And then again, just recently, I'm only saying this because I never really think about hunting really. But, and then just the other day I was taking like an avalanche safety course here. And then uh, we were out sort of our day on the mountain and the guide was talking about how he had uh, killed an elk um, with the, with a bow and arrow wow. uh, the other day. And he was super psyched about it. He's like, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just like, wow, people are pretty into this considering it's not something that's, uh, it is a sport and a pleasure activity, as you pointed out, Bo, uh, we don't, um, we're, we don't need to hunt a- anymore at this point. It's just an activity, but yet this guide, I made some comment of like, oh, I'm not that into hunting or whatever. And he kind of like chuckled and said, oh, you, you contract out your killing, do you? Or something like that. <laughs> and then I didn't say anything, but I felt like saying like, well, there's an industry that does that. So I just, you know, purchase meat from them, from farm animals. But, but yeah, clearly he, he took a lot of pride. And I think these other people did of, of, of getting their own meat. And I can understand that, you know, go to the grocery store, buy meat, but to go out and like, shoot the animal yourself and it's you know i guess it's the meat equivalent of gardening yeah so yeah i feel that mike's raised an interesting point here which is the three of us don't necessarily hunt but we know a lot of people who who do and and i i know a lot of people at my work uh that that book their entire holidays around hunting trips because in canada there's only certain animals that you can hunt at certain times of the year you can only you know you can can hunt uh, for a longer period of time if you use a bow and arrow. There's a wider, you know, hunting period, um, and all that sort of stuff. It, 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 there are a lot of people that are really passionate about it. I remember one time, um, <laughs> and this characterizes all, uh, Mike and I as well as the individual uh, that I'm going to uh, address. But I, we were playing an ultimate frisbee game, um, and at the end of the ultimate frisbee game, uh, Mike and I got into a bit of a conversation with a guy on our team who. Was really into fishing and, uh, and and hunting, and it was sort of like uh, he felt we were, I guess, shitting on his interests, and therefore uh, began shitting on, in my case, playing video games, in which I kill lots of virtual things, but very seldomly kill real things. So it it is it, hunting is one of those things that like you may live in a an urban center where you know nobody that hunts, but it is still. A very, especially in Canada, a, a very popular pastime. Yeah, I think there's a gigantic industry based around, you know, all of the paraphernalia and trappings of hunting, from guns to outdoor equipment to, um, like, you know, like, okay. So at Christmas this year, one of the things that, uh, you know, my step my stepbrother came to me and and was like, hey, check the check this out, and it was like a a nighttime video of a deer, and what he had. What he had done was uh, my grandfather owns or my father owns some property up in uh, the I don't know Ladysmith Pontiac area in Quebec, and um, you know what they do is they set up cameras. It's it's a good place to go hunting, and they set up what they do is in the off season they set up these cameras that trigger uh, through motion sensors so that they can see you know what kind of population there is and they'll set up the camera near like a salt lick or something like that something the animal's attracted to and so like this is another example of you know the industry creating you know products for this interest where you know you can take essentially these videos of of the animals in the neighborhood and sort of catalog uh what you're hunting where you're going to hunt uh in the upcoming season so there there are a ton of things 
I think it, hunting is very huge, even if it doesn't impact you. This is um, this is a I, I don't want to call it a pastime. Hunting seems like like it's not agriculture, but it seems like a way of procuring food, you know. And well, the fact that we do it is just that it's like a museum of it's like a museum activity in a certain way that 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 houses. For the most part, I know there are women hunters, but for the most part, like this, this old it's, traditional country living uh, identity. It's kind of a machismo thing. I feel like it's mostly, yeah, as you say, it's mostly men that hunt, though there are women that hunt, obviously. Like, as I don't well. know any women hunters, but tons of men hunters. But, you know, it is, it's funny because it's like we're, we just live in an era um, where it's not necessary. And I think it's akin to getting your vegetables through or, you know, uh, non-meat products through foraging you know so if you were to go which people do which i've done i've gone and foraged what what have i foraged um be careful what you admit to some of that stuff's illegal (laughs) no no it's not leeks are illegal (laughs) wild garlic is illegal apparently around our our area but um no um fiddleheads i've 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 went and foraged fiddleheads i mean it's kind of like i i've done it because again i think it is a pastime because that was like just something to do. Uh, I wasn't like, I don't require to go into the woods and forage for things in the same way the hunters do. You can get your own meat and that's, that's cool and whatever. Um, but it's not required. Like we have a robust agricultural system has its problems, of course, but everyone going out to the woods and shooting stuff isn't going to solve those problems. Uh, it's just, so it really is a pastime. It's one of these things, like I struggle with this because I, I don't personally, I don't, I'm not into hunting. Like I do, I like I like nature. I spend a lot of time in nature. Uh, when I see an animal outside, I'm like, wow, you know, because I don't you don't see them that often. If I see a moose on a camping trip, I'm like, wow, that's a highlight of the trip. And my my gut reaction wouldn't be like, I must kill it. I need to kill it now. It just doesn't occur to me. And I feel like I don't know what's gained from killing it other than yeah, you get meat. But I don't need to kill the moose to get meat because we have say cattle which have been bred for thousands of years to be domestic animals which we breed for meat like th- it serves that purpose right they don't you know you know they they kind of we've molded say cattle livestock or pigs or various other kinds of livestock to suit our meat needs so when i'm in nature and i see an animal my reaction isn't like Argu- what's gained from killing it Ar- arguably and this is where arguably there's a greater sense of honor and circle of nature the gun issue aside because gun is a huge unfair advantage uh, with regards to what i'm about to say but there's a sense of yes like the idea of like you know we we can point our fingers and criticize agriculture practices all day about you know how inhumanely we treat the animal you know the mass processing of animals like we're still slaughtering animals but this idea that there's a an animal out in nature that you know that that as part of the circle of life we have to use for meat, but we're not slaughtering hundreds and thousands. We're just hunting that one animal that we need to sustain us for a long period of time. Like, I think there's a certain sense, and I th- maybe it's lost on a lot of these gun nut types or people who don't respect life, but there's a certain sense that the act of hunting is this, you know, honorable, even spiritual pursuit, if that makes any sense. Because, I can understand. I can understand that. I mean, because there are obviously humanity's roots are hunter gatherers. So I can, I can kind of understand that. I think your point about the gun is, is, uh, is, 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 is an interesting one because it's like it's not like it's necessarily a 
challenge, uh, especially when you hear stories about how some hunters operate, like, again, baiting, which is illegal in some places in some circumstances, but not in others. So you put out bait, and the animal's like, hey, sweet, look at all this food, and then someone shoots you. It's like, well, that's... You sit in a tree stand. One of the the big things, because you you see in TV, like, hunting is like, oh, all the men get together or whatever. Hunting involves a lot of, you build the, put a couple of planks of wood high up into a tree, and you sit there with a case of beer all day by yourself. And and your friends are far off in other tree stands, and you're all sitting around waiting for, you know, you're freezing your nuts off, um, waiting for, to shoot something. You know, it's like an ambush. It's just... Well, and I think also, like, it, so it's a way, you know, people who are hunters often refer to themselves as outdoorsmen, or, you know, as sort of a thing, which I kind of take a bit issue with because I'd consider myself uh, somewhat of an outdoorsman, but I don't because I like the outdoors. You don't have to kill <laughs> things to be an outdoorsman. Yeah, exactly. Person. But but definitely outdoorsmen. Like, there's I think there's a magazine called Outdoorsman. It always shows some man holding a corpse of some. <laughs> <he> just- <laughs> <laughs> With a big grin on his face while its like tongue is hanging out the side. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt a bit awkward that when I visited the people who shot the moose, they're like, "Look at these pictures!" And it was like them holding the like severed head of the moose with like its big tongue hanging out the side of its mouth. And I was like, "Oh." That brings up another oh. issue about hunting that I particularly dislike. Well, it's just like the. But here, okay, what I want to get Which is, at. So, well, I was gonna say, okay, go ahead, and then I'll. Oh, my, my the point I was I got sorry about getting distracted there, but uh, was that we have this. Um, you know, and, and there's there's something called nature deficit disorder <laughs> that, that is apparently a thing. And I think that most of us have some need to some degree to go and experience nature. And for some people, you know, hunting is part of what brings them, you know, out in, into wilderness areas and that connection with nature. So I can understand that totally. But we're also in a point where it's like we have to work to protect, to preserve what natural spaces are left. Um so, like, I mean, that's why we talked, we touched on, like, hunting is regulated. So you can only hunt certain times a year because if it wasn't like that, there'd be no, there'd be nothing to hunt. And, and you so have a limit on what you can hunt. Like, yeah. You know. And it's, and, and it needs to be because or, or else us as humans, we kill everything. And I saw this article and this just puts things into perspective of kind of the state of things. And it was like first wolf in Grand, first wolf seen in Grand Canyon in 70 years shot by hunter. So that's like – it's a sad – that's a sad story. Now, the hunter, he thought it was a coyote, which I think you can shoot, I guess. But wolves in that area are endangered and sort of protected. And it's just like that's kind of sad um, that – you know, you see this thing and you're like, oh, look at that thing. I better kill it. And you're like, oh, it's like the first one that's been there in decades because they've been hunted out. And I'm just like, that's unfortunate. And if that person was just a photographer or, you know, they would have just seen it, maybe reported it and that's it. It would have gone about its business. So I feel like this kind of balance we have between trying to get back to nature and maybe those roots of humanity and hunting, but also trying to actually preserve what's wild. And those things are kind of in conflict. Hunting is with actually preserving wilderness and what's wild. I, I think that that's an astute point. We're talking about the Grand Canyon um, and and how if it had been a coyote, it wouldn't be such a big deal. But the fact that it was a wolf made it a big deal. What's interesting about that is like in, in Canada, we have a ton of deer and in, in, in hunting and, and the, the time given to hunting is partly – um, used to cull some of the deer population, which can get ridiculously out of control and has sometimes been problematic. But but when I hear of hunting, one of the first thoughts I, I have is is and rightly or wrongly is African poaching and uh, 
and um, and and the line between poaching and hunting, like if it if it is if a species is in any way endangered or or a rare species in, in the world, uh, even if it is not listed as endangered, it sort of breaks my heart when you see these these um, images of people out you know hunting rhinos or something like that. Um, whereas whereas hunt the hunting of deer around here, Bambi aside, uh, is not really that traumatic a thing. Uh, it's more a regular part of life. And and how I feel about one isn't the same way I feel about the other. So I am a bit conflicted on hunting, but I share Mike's sort of uh, view with regards to, um, you know, I have no personal interest in pulling the trigger. If anything, I have, you know, somewhat of a disgust, even in a, of a bow and arrow type situation. I just, I just wouldn't, and, and you can call me hypocritical for eating processed meats or whatever, but I just killing a creature in the wild and something like that. It's just something that is too difficult for me emotionally. And I don't think I'd be able to do it. And I don't think it is hypocrisy. I think hunters would like us to believe it is. Uh, But I mean, I was talking about this a little bit earlier, but I think, you know, when we talk about livestock and again, there's issues related to, you know, industrialized farming, but a lot of those animals, chickens, uh, cattle, those things have been bred for thousands of generations. Like they're not wild animals. It's different. Um, it's different than killing a wild animal. And, and the poaching issue, which we should – just one one actually side note I wanted to mention. The, the deer thing in our area is uh, – the reason there's so many deer is because there used to be a bounty, government bounty on wolves because everyone was like, oh, wolves, they kill you know sheep and things in from farmers. They're pests. So people ki- – killed all the wolves and then when all the wolves were gone the deer were like sweet n- there's no wolves let's breed like crazy and then there's tons of deer so now we need to cull the deer it's a, it's that ever you know that thing with nature's in equilibrium right and and hu- as human beings we often are like you know go in there and screw it up uh so it's like hunting is required now in our area to, to keep deer under control because we don't have wolves anymore. But the poaching issue, like I'm glad you brought that up because that one, it, like I really feel like it's kind of – it's morally reprehensible. You know, and you see these people. I saw some things someone posted on Facebook and it was this young girl like holding up uh, – I think it was a lion. Like she was like lying over the corpse of this lion. I don't know that lions are necessarily in danger but it still is like – Really? Like, and and then and then there was like a follow up article, and it was like a twelve year old girl standing over some Kodiak grizzly somewhere, and people be like, "This is awesome." And I was just like, I, "I just don't get it." Like, I don't, I just don't see how it's necessary to go into wild. We have so few wild places left in the world to go in there and kill the things that are still trying to live a wild life because we're not, and hunters are, are not. They're they're fooling themselves if they think this is like. Hunting's natural. That's what we do. It's like not really. We've moved beyond that point. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like with with the invention of gunpowder, like specifically hunting with guns, um, I'm, it's still a challenge to track a beast. But we're so we're so far advanced in our in the tools that we have that it's it's pretty ridiculous, right? I, I still think I think there's some appeal to. Um, you know, if you think of it like a video game, like there are tiers of challenge in terms of hunting that you could, you know, I mean, in theory, you could just arm yourself with, a, I don't know, nothing and, and task yourself like, um, well, yeah, or like, I don't know, I've only seen a few episodes, but there's that man versus wild where that bear grills drops himself into nature. And the idea is that he's got to live off whatever he finds. I'm not sure if he, 
I mean, he eats bugs and stuff. I'm, I'm not sure if he actually gets into any hunting, hunting anything uh, notable. But, you know, if you were dropped into the woods, it is a skill to feed yourself to forage from nature. So I think there's a sense of, for me, there's a sense of like, okay, maybe you don't need to use it, but it's still good to pass on the traditions of previous generations. And maybe that's what the hunting season is. Like I've, I've gone hunting. Like this is, um, I don't go often cause you know, but my father's a regular hunter and, and every now and then I, I do tag along and hang out and drink lots of alcohol. I, I don't, I've never uh, carried a firearm. I usually carry like a baseball bat just because the guys want to give me something. <laughs> You're going to beat, beat a deer. <laughs> well, it's kind of a funny joke. Until <laughs> he gets think, stuck in the antlers. <laughs> they think it's funny to see me with the baseball bat or like a hockey stick or whatever, just if I get attacked by the deer. Because the way, the way that we do it too is that we will have like, um, you know, like I'll be, like the strategy that we've employed when I've gone hunting is you have like a, a you know, couple of guys who stand in the line in the forest, like very far apart. And that, you know, and then you have chasers, so guys that, you know, they'll walk, uh, they'll drive out a few miles or whatever, and then they'll walk towards the people standing in the line and chase the animals towards us. Like, it's, all, it's all very coordinated. So, Are you yeah. a chaser, Bo? No. Oh, yeah, I've been a chaser, that's right, because I make, the idea behind the chaser is it's okay to make noise, but the people sitting quietly are there to ambush the animals but, but i like what i like about this is is we know nothing about hunting so for all we know those guys are inventing joke positions for Bo <laughs> or, or, or orchestrating okay Bo, you're gonna be a chaser first of all you gotta take the baseball bats the most important weapon when fighting the deer then <laughs> you you've got to chase the deer with the bat and force them towards us it's the only way to hunt trust me we've been doing this for generations and we'll, yeah we'll drive I, you out 10 kilometers in the wilderness let you free and then they just laugh at you (laughs) no no i've actually we've actually successfully hunted um you know caught game if you will and uh yeah i mean it's like it's about the bonding more for me it's not about the and, the, and and I do sort of like I do understand that I know of uh, a family, a, fr- a friends of the family that are very. They look forward to their hunting trip every year. It's it's a big it's a big deal. There is a, a tremendous amount of like whatever male bonding that goes that goes on, and uh, and that you know that's great. I understand. To every, everybody has their own thing. Uh, the, the, I guess what I begrudge hunting is that it takes something away from the world, which is uh, the lives of these wild animals. And I know it, it, I sound care bear touchy feely here when there's like, especially when there's uh, um, a ton of deer, or a ton of, um, uh, of other animals, but like at, at the same, at the same time, there's something, uh, you know, it, it, it's at its core a violent act. And I agree with what Bo is saying that there's that there's uh, this is a skill set that that maybe you want to pass on and i've i've seen episodes of survivor where there's been a you know a very experienced hunter on and that guy's you know generally does super well in terms of procuring food for the tribe also incidentally extremely normally poor socially i don't know if that's coincidental or whatever but uh (laughs) but but um but definitely in that setting the skills to hunt prove to be really useful. If there is another Walking Dead, uh, then Daryl Dixon, who is great at hunting, you know, animals, can take his crossbow and start shooting zombies. But let's be real here: we have moved ahead as a society, and we're these situations, these artificial reality shows, zombie apocalypse. 
possibilities, uh, 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 you know, apocalypse now, losing all electricity, losing all, going back to the land, that's not going to happen, right? So, I mean, we have the infrastructure to subsist and we don't need hunting anymore. It's really just a le- leisure pastime. And since you said uh, said set of skills, I kept hearing Liam Neeson's voice going, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. He's like co-opted those words. <laughs> Sounded very much like Sean Connery just said it though. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, your your voice was off. My my voice my voice acting work is uh, still <laughs> still shaky, guys. Um, and I also are- I was just gonna say like there's the whole the machismo thing. I really do think that there is a lot of that in it, and I think sometimes it's it's a kind of men playing at war to a certain extent. Yeah, you know, uh, that it's like. You have a gun and you go out in the woods and you kind of like try to get your stealth position. You know, you you build the fort up in the tree. I feel like it's men kind of pretending that they're doing war uh, well, to they, some – except, of course, it's dumb because the deer is just like, all right, I'm going to go out and eat something and then someone shoots them. And but they, like, they're, oh. com- they're competing for like the biggest kill and bragging rights and – you know, there's that element too, right? Like people still talk about I'm 35. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's still a story in my family how I, when I was, uh, I don't know, a young guy, I caught this gigantic walleye, this, un- this improbably large walleye that is ev- was evidently, you know, worthy of discussing and remembering. It. It's like, you know, you caught that walleye that one summer? It was huge. I've never seen walleye that big. You know, if we took that in to the local bar, they would have, you know, we could have weighed that in and you would have been the record holder and, it, you know, would have been. Th- and I'm like... Oh, which is another thing that, you know, local establishments like bars, like in very small, you know, areas and stuff like that have game, you know, the competitiveness of it is there. Well, there's records for, you know, heaviest deer and, 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 you know, largest fish and things of that nature. So well, the wall, the walleye never saw that baseball bat coming. <laughs> no, that wasn't the oh, baseball bat still- year. It was with a, legit with a fishing rod, but you know. But but like what goes along with that? So like I think that's very true. People are always happier if what they get is like a oh it's a bull a twelve point bull moose you know and he weighed twelve hundred pounds or something you know that's like it, it goes in part with that that competition which I think is like machismo based. You got the best kill, the biggest kill, whatever. But I think that's what then people who get really into it drives them into the kind of things of like you know to say. You know, you might hunt deer every year or turkey or something, but then to be like, oh, no, and I hunt like bear or I went on safari and I bagged a lion because, wow, that's something. You know, everyone shot a deer, but who shot a lion? So I feel like taken to its extreme, then then you get the definitely what I consider to be bad hunting practices of hunting animals that are um, in either in, protected or endangered or just doesn't – you're not eating I, the meat. Well, maybe you are eating lion meat. I don't know, but – it is it is um, embedded now in the culture because uh, I know my friend was telling me that like um, the way the scoring system where he goes every year for uh, whoever bags the biggest moose and I don't know if they contribute or if the hunting lodge or whatever has this this prize but there is a financial reward like a a money uh, pot that you win so yeah, there's there's yeah. added incentive to do that right to get the them. But it, there's not. It's usually well. I mean, I guess it depends where you are. But it, it's not. It's mostly for bragging rights. Like right, uh, yeah. you know, like my my father has um, a stuffed a mounted head from a from a, a deer he shot. You know, with a nice rack on it. Size of the rack on a deer. You know, the male deer. I can't. Is a male deer just a deer? Anyways, a buck. Stag. Yeah, 
Um, you know, the size of, of the rack is important too. So it has its uh, horns and stuff like that. You know, it's cool looking at the same time. That's, you know, I think it's, it's mainly about those bragging rights. And um, I don't know, just before we run out of time, I also wanted to just mention, because I've had the experience of hunting, the shittiest part about hunting is when you actually shoot something. And this is just my own personal opinion. Maybe people think this is, you like this, but you've got to like, you've got to gut it on the spot. Like you don't just hunt it and take it out. I, I can't remember why. There's probably a reason, but you know, the last time that we shot something, I mean, basically you throw it on the back of your truck and I watched as they cut a circle in the, you know, deer's asshole and, you know, ripped out all of its guts and then, you know, put them in a garbage bag and dispose of them. It's just, that's not fun. Like, it's just like you think of hunting, you think of like, oh, guns and crossbows and beer and, and camouflage gear. And it's like, oh, yeah, then there's a part when you kill the thing that you've actually, you know, you actually have to perform some on-site gutting. Um, which <laughs> it's a bit gruesome. It's the viscera is like not, I've never, uh, you know, everyone's, it's this sort of quiet thing where you spend like hours, like an hour or two, you know, one guy's cutting and, and seven people are just chatting and watching the person get it. It's kind of, that, that, yeah. that part's not so much fun. Um, One thing I want to say <clears throat> positive about hunters, because I, I don't want this to just be a, um, before we get to verdict, uh, thing about hunting hunters are dumb or whatever, but a lot of hunters, and there are a lot of very responsible hunters and hunting community that really take a concert conservation approach to it uh, and are in favor of the way the seasons work so that they're regulating the amount of, of uh, populations, wild populations there, and that have gone to uh, – you know, have really put up um, big fights with government to get them to – conserve wild spaces so a lot of times like hunt hunters are kind of res, res, help res, be responsible for why we have some of the conservation laws we do so it i don't i don't want it to just see like i wouldn't i do acknowledge that hunters play a part in conserving those wild things i don't want to just make them out like they're all want to just go and destroy what's left of nature because that's not true uh but Again, I think I've, I've made my other points about where I personally stand on it, but I just they, they do play a role in, in conservation, and that should be acknowledged. I think. Why don't you just uh, roll into your verdict then? Verdict. <clears throat> All right. Very well. Um, <laughs> so I, I've not been hunting. My uh, my family's not big into hunting. I'm chuckling because my dad at a garage sale purchased a stuffed head of a deer, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he had it at a cottage and it had its hooves. I guess someone thought this was a good idea. Uh, hooves um, were mounted <laughs> in the – you've seen this thing, I think. Yeah, I've seen it's, it. You've seen it too, actually, Bo. You might not remember. But its hooves <laughs> are mounted on the wood underneath it, which serve as a gun rack so that the <laughs> deer <laughs> is holding the gun that killed it. And I'm just like, that. you know what? These are just like hunting's not about getting meat. Like that's an asshole thing to do. It's like, hey, animal, now I'll just like have your corpse on my wall forever, like holding the weapon of your death. Um, <laughs> I, I I think I've stated that you know I get a lot of the nature. I understand wanting to go into wilderness and that and uh, and that hunting brings a lot of people out there. But every time I've been and I've been on you know some some long 
trips, uh, canoeing. And just today I was, I was skiing in like some backcountry stuff and had hiked up this big mountain and had this lovely moment of sitting up there just being like, wow, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And nowhere would it be better for me if some animal came along and then I killed it. Like I just – I just can't get that. We're not in need for meat. And those people that say uh, I'm squeamish about killing, it's not uh, – that's not the case. I, I believe in killing animals for meat. Uh, but I just think going into those wild places, which are, I think, getting smaller all the time and killing the things that are in it, it's just – I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Uh, I get that it does for some people. But I really think that hunting uh, – we have the criteria for this is bullshit. I really think that's where it stands for me anyways. Well – it's funny because you said you said how um, you're not squeamish. I am squeamish uh, about about killing <laughs> about killing things in general and about uh, hunting in particular. Um, I always am loath to kind of like look at what a, a large group of people consider a pastime and to say that pastime is bad or bullshit or whatever. Because you know, like I have hobbies and I have things uh, I like to do, and I don't like. It going to somebody's favorite thing and saying, you know, that thing sucks. But it, what I tend to do is not destructive to anything else. And, and I understand, well, Mike, you made some great uh, points at the end about uh, the importance of hunters and conservation, about the sort of cycle of life and how things are things are maintained. And I don't have issues with fishing the way I do with hunting. And, and you could argue that that may uh, have to do with the the you know the level of the level of violence or the nature of the creature or or all these sort of things but for whatever reason um hunting bother, bothers me i would i've never been on a hunting trip i've had some opportunity i found my ways out of it um and i would i would not like to partake in it i i don't begrudge others as long as it's done responsibly and we talked about poaching i don't want another like villain from ace venture and when nature calls like putting every rare animal up on the walls of their house and i know there are people out there who do that i don't pine after things like ivory made from elephant tusks or anything uh and it i I would i would think the world would be a better place if nobody else did as well i think responsible hunting is is fine i don't like it and and uh therefore i'm gonna have to fall uh in line with mike and say that uh, hunting is a bullshit all right wow um the one thing I, I did observe uh, throughout the episode was that um, no one here is a protest vegetarian or vegan. Um, that we're all on board with liking meat, eating meat, and you know, slaughtering, using animals for food. And um, <clears throat> I think there's this line in in my mind, anyways, where you know, there's the act of hunting, which is you know, a, a method for procuring uh, food, um, and what we know in this day and age is hunting culture. And in particular, and this is going to sound really strange, I think that a lot of um, rural, uh, you know, people who identify with the rural mentality are under attack in this sort of um, information age in terms of, you know, you've got you've got feminism and you've got, you know, all the like cross-culturalism, which is sort of, you know, runs counter, at least in North America, to that sort of rural you know, rural traditions. And so a lot of these enlightened folks, city folks, if you will, 
you know, look on a lot of the traditions of, of people who enjoy these particular types of outdoor things, which are, you know, uh, traditional farming type communities uh, that enjoy that look on these traditions as sacred and that the idea that you'd be into guns, that you try to kill the biggest thing, that you'd bag something for fun is cool. And um, so I think that, I think that, I think their culture sort of almost intentionally run, you know, when you criticize someone Crofton for, for, you know, hunting, how can you kill things? You know, they'd be like, things get killed every day, millions of them. What do you think you're eating? You know, we're just more embracing this idea that, uh, yeah, we kill things and we're also going to go kill things for fun. Um, and I, I sort of have problems with, like, just like the both of you, with, with the culture that's around it. When I go to a, a social gathering and someone's like, hey, check out this sweet video of this guy who killed a really big moose with a crossbow. Isn't that amazing? And I'm like, meh. But to somebody, that's a that's a cultural um, thing of excitement, worthy of conversation and distribution. Uh, so I feel like hunting is still an important thing, and I feel like I've had you know I've been privileged in that small way to have you know my dad has, sh- has shown me how to fire a gun, and um, and 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 knowing the importance that it, it is a skill that if I was somewhere having to hunt for food, I have things that I can rely on tricks. And abilities to secure wild game to feed myself or, or loved ones, but even though that situation is not likely to arise. So I'm going to land finally on saying, and ah, it feels weird, but I'm going to say that hunting is good. Um, um, yeah. It- yeah. Well, just before you finalize your verdict, it, 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 I know you said it's good, and uh, I would like to say I'm surprised, but I'm not super surprised. But I, I want to know what you meant about feminism. I don't understand how that how that came into your verdict. Well, sure, because I've gone on hunting trips, and one of the things one of the things about hunting trips is that it's all men, and that we're there to, you know, say a lot of. Part of the male bonding experience, and this isn't exclusive to hunting by any stretch, is this idea that, you know, um, is, is the idea that there are traditional roles for men and women and that they're, you know, like if I was like if I to if I was to bring something that looked feminine, I'd get made fun of. Right. Yeah. We, well, we talked about men the are defined, factor. Men are defined right. by certain activities and in certain ways. And so, like, that's part of the culture, at least in my mind of what hunting's about. I, I'm not going to go and put, you know, uh, wear my uh, Dolce and Gabbana or whatever, wear my fancy fashion clothes to go hunting. I'll get made fun of. But if I wear, a, you know, there's there's a certain code and culture to it. And I think things like, in my mind, I think a lot of the tr- culture around hunting, at least in this country, you know, has to do with, um, has to do with, you know, keeping those certain traditions alive as opposed to, okay. I, I think I, I sort of get it. Um, the, um, the the thing about the, the, the hunting and being, uh, sort of like having cultural traditions, I just fall back on, on that, on that sort of scenario I said earlier, and I did, not to begrudge the point, but like those things are never going to happen. The the apocalypse or the or the you know you're, maybe you'll be picked for a reality show best case scenario, you know. But like your skills that you gather from hunting, I I just people I like, just people like to think they are though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and also a lot of them are religious. 
I find as well. <laughs> no, it's true. And like, you know, conversations we'll have is that like society is going to break down. Like it's inevitable. All, all you city folk and your, you know, sinful ways or whatever, that all come crashing down. And who's going to be left surviving? The people who know. Yeah. How Survivalists. To get, people who know get food. You won't have your internet to yeah, order online well, groceries. Funny, what I'd say to those people is like when things, when the shit hits the fan, you're living in your wood with your gun. You're, you're not going to be saved. <laughs> like if the, if ecosystems crash. Yeah, good luck hunting. Watch the road, people. Yeah, I That's mean, this, this is a conversation like. without a victor because until it happens, we don't know what's going to happen. You, know, you got to you got to get a boat and hope the zombies can't swim. Um, <laughs> so, if you uh, want to uh, to get in touch with us and maybe share your views on hunting, because we'd like to hear, I think possibly from people who partake in hunting. Bo has done a little bit. But if you're a, a huge hunting fan, we'd love for you to get in contact with us. Uh, you can do so by visiting our website, which is goodbadbull.com. We have a section there with all our contact information. You can subscribe, and we hope you do, uh, to us on iTunes, through our RSS feed, or um, through Twitch. Uh, uh, sorry, through Stitcher. Twitch, my gaming, uh, my gaming pedigree <laughs> is showing. Mind? Yeah, I'm all already thinking about uh, what I'm doing next. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, so if you uh, if you have any topics you want to add, uh, let us know. We love to hear from our readers. As we have recently, fellows, I have received uh, uh, a Facebook message. I would like to share. Winter. God damn it. All right. The birds found you. All right. So uh, this is from uh, Dallas, who is a loyal listener. And he just listened to the beer episode, which was the last one, on the bus. And he thought it was fantastic. As a straight edge, he would have to say, oh, he's joking. He drinks a lot of beer. Surprise, surprise. Everybody drinks a lot of beer. Um he thinks that we uh, we made some good points and uh, to keep up the good work. The shows are always interesting and he normally likes to listen to them while drinking beer, although not today on the bus. And he wishes us Happy New Year, uh, which we wish back. Thanks, Dallas. Yeah, Happy uh, New Year. And uh, yeah, I made a joke, I think, to that effect in last episode about how most people who are listening to podcasts, particularly ours, are probably having a, a drinky drinky of the beer. And uh, obviously those uh, same people in, enjoy having a drinky drinky of the beer when they go hunting as well. Or when they're on the bus, which is another point in the favor of public transportation that we didn't think of on our episode. That you, well, can, was- you can brown bag it on the bus. <laughs> yeah, there's there's ways to do it, but uh, I'm surprised he went so you know being the Dallas is a, is a beer is a beer drinker and enjoys it that uh, he went so easy on you crafting because you were certainly slamming everyone about getting their cheap licks. <laughs> so they it, actually, I listened to that episode recently, and the person getting slammed the most was me by you could being called a hypocrite eighteen different ways in one episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if it walks so, uh, like a duck and talks like a duck, it's yeah, a sure. Then <laughs> uh, you shoot it, bang. If you want to listen to these two yahoos uh, all day, get their opinion on a multitude of different topics. You can also follow them individually on the Twitter or maybe somewhere else that they'll choose to share. Let's try Mike first. Mike, where can people follow you? Um, they can uh, follow me uh, at ML Hodgins. Sweet. On Twitter? Yeah, I guess. I don't really ever tweet, but whatever. 
Sure. Uh, they can wow. they can tweet at you. Yeah, and maybe you'll respond. People. Tweet at tweet at Mike. He loves it. Uh, and uh, another guy who loves the uh, the Twitter is Bo Schwartz. Yeah, you can follow me at Bo Schwartz, my name, and um, send me a message. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. I'm uh, you know I like Twitter and I like getting connected with people, and I think it's a cool tool. Yeah, I uh, you can follow me at Croft and Steers and hunt me down. Um, that's it, fellas. I have I, a particular set of skills. I will find <laughs> you, and I will hunt you down. I don't know what the lines are. That was a little more Liam Neeson believable. What, 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 what's the line that he's known for, though? Is it particular set? Isn't there another yeah. one in there? No, Give me back my daughter! I think that's uh, <laughs> that sounded like Harrison Ford. Yeah.